0: to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about
1: season four, episode nine, Back in Black. And Kelsey, will you please read
0: us the episode summary? Sure can. Um, It is, in the aftermath of the school shooting, everyone is grieving and making small steps to moving on. Sean refuses counseling because he claims to have everything under control. As the shock wears off, Sean realizes he may not be as well-adjusted as he thinks he is and ventures home to confront his past. JT shuns Toby for having been friends with the school shooter. So we've changed Rick to just the school shooter. And also, I don't know if that first sentence was grammar. Making small steps to moving on.
1: I mean, it technically makes sense, but we did end it on a preposition. I don't know. I thought it was fine. It it spent as much time on the Sean story. Like, comparatively uh, or proportionately, the summary spent about three quarters of the time on the Sean thing and one quarter on the Toby thing, which is basically how the episode treats it, too.
0: Yeah. Um. Can you tell us a little bit about the episode title? Yep.
1: The episode title is named after the 1980 acdc song back in black it's a pretty iconic song very recognizable um i guess as far as the episode goes it's just kind of like they're back in a black place they're in a terrible place in the aftermath of the shooting i don't know i guess it works
0: Yeah, it's fine. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I've just had Amy Winehouse stuck in my head because I keep thinking back to Black this whole time. But that's fine. That's a good song to have stuck in my head.
1: So let's just jump in. The episode starts with Sean and Ellie carrying like a ton of newspapers. And of course, the school shooting news is all over the news and it's all over the front pages and Sean is like all over everywhere and they come up to the school and the press is still there and that bitchy reporter lady is still there and is like Sean Sean what is it like to be a hero and he's like I guess I'm about to find out and then the theme song plays
0: yeah it's I mean, it it starts off weird and slightly rough. Um, I mean, I thought it was weird that when he's, like, looking around. First of all, his looking around at all the people, like, pointing at him took way too long. <laughs> and every single one of them was a girl. So, I was just like, first of all, that's weird. Second of all, is this, like, a Ellie's not much longer for this relationship type of clue? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Um... Then we cut to the counseling group that's being run and we have ditched the funny hats for a mask, like a weird plaster, like paper mache mask thing where it's passed around in the circle where people repeat like, I am, I want, I need phrases and Marco goes and everyone's Obviously, very distraught and needs to talk about it. I think Paige talks about how she's worried about whether Jimmy's going to be okay and Hazel just can't even deal and she's crying and that's kind of where we we see kind of the immediate (laughs) aftermath of how everyone is feeling about what happened.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's rough. It's just I'm just like poor Hazel and the, the mask is so silly and and Sean just, like, clearly is not taking it seriously. Like, he's, like, smirking in the background, and it's like, oh, okay, this is what's going to happen now. Um, and then in the next scene, obviously the grief is, like, continuing, like, the like grief counseling situation, because Mr. Simpson is sort of, like, trying to lead a discussion. I don't know why Toby is in the same classroom as <laughs> Craig. Craig and Spinner, but fine. Um, I, I think they don't have classes. They're just, like putting all the kids in like whatever room like suits them or whatever um and you know and Toby's talking about like how Rick was bullied and you know because Mr. Simpson's like you know it, it doesn't help to like call this person like a maniac like you need to like actually talk it out and and Toby's like well he was bullied you know and it like leads to this whole like well it's you know he's still like that's not an excuse blah 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 and you know, and which is a lot of what we talked about the other day when we were talking about the episode. It's like, you know, it's not an excuse, but things like this shouldn't happen because bullying shouldn't happen. But it does. And like it's a whole it's a whole discussion, but it's a huge bummer. Um, But Spinner's hair is crazy. Um, it, do, I don't have a ton of fashion notes, but do you want to talk about fashion?
1: Sure. Yeah. Spinner's hair is still awful. Um. And I, like, did not take a lot of notes.
0: Yeah, Spinner's hair. I just have more riffing on Spinner's hair. Sorry. (laughs) Spinner's hair. Spinner has, like, the same haircut as every girl from my freshman year of college had, where it was, like, a part of it was shaved, like, inexplicably. Like, he had, like, the hair of all girls in 2010.
1: Oh, for sure. And when we get to the beach, everyone... It just it's like Pac Sun threw up on everybody. The swim shorts the guys are wearing are like the hugest things I've ever seen. Um also Sean is just in his like Ryan Atwood attire with like the gray hoodie and the white shirt. It's not a wife beater, but like he is Ryan Atwood light.
0: Ryan Atwood lighting it up, just like when Ryan went home in that those, like, couple of episodes to be with Teresa and also, yeah. like, oh, I know, please don't even get me started. Um And then uh, JT looks like a shitty Abercrombie and Fitch model.
1: He looked like a
0: mini Chandler Bing. Oh, my God. But he had a puka shell necklace. Like, he was way too on brand for, like, this time period, whereas Chandler Bing was, like, a nerd for the 90s.
1: But he was wearing a sweater vest at one point with a collar.
0: No, I know, super Abercrombie <laughs> and Fitch because he also paired it with the Puka shell necklace. But yeah, the sweater vest, dear God. Um, but yeah, he looks like a shitty Abercrombie and Fitch model. Um, Sean stopped wearing bandanas, thank fucking God.
1: <laughs> and beanies,
0: and beanies. Um, Sean's mom's shirt is like A plus <laughs> plus plus plus. Um, and then. Manny's like funeral outfit I think is just like a black driving jacket. Like it looks like it's got like a NASCAR patch on it. But her hair looks great. She looks very Kardashian.
1: She's also wearing this like pop arty like lip shirt. That is very interesting. And like inception hoop earrings where it's like hoops within hoops within hoops. <laughs> um Ellie her eyeliner is on point the entire episode. She's also wearing a plaid skirt and a like zip up hoodie with a skull on it.
0: The zip up hoodie I was confused by because it one half was gray and the other half was black, and I was like, "What's going on with this hoodie?" I
1: couldn't. Re- re- I didn't know if I had seen it correctly that
0: way, but <laughs> I wrote that down too. I was like, I bet if we saw the back, it would be, like, a zigzag pattern where they, like, connected with, like, obvious stitching on purpose. Like, that was very hot topic of that time. But I was still like, I'm glad that this is a look that died. <laughs> I really don't have anything else.
1: Emma's wearing, like, a short sleeve baseball tee thing and capris, which is very... And probably a puka shell necklace, too.
0: Yeah, I have nothing else. I mean... You know, whatever they are, they're fine. They're they're basically up to their standard outfits of the time, except for yeah, man, just Spinner's hair is escalating. Oh, and Marco's hair is
1: like very shiny emo length and is very fabulous, I guess. Um, so then we're back in counseling, and Miss Sove hands Sean the mask, and he's like, um, I don't want to do this but he does it anyway and obviously does not take it seriously and his thing I he was like I'm Sean Cameron. I want some chocolate milk and I need this stupidity to be over and it's like okay, Sean is not dealing with his feelings about the shooting.
0: Yeah, cuz she's like she's like you need to like talk about blah 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 and he's like he's like I just you know, I, I saw what had to happen in a moment, so I did it. No big deal. And I just wrote, Sean, you killed someone. <laughs> like, like let's, let's take this moment seriously. But he cannot because he is Sean Cameron, and he needs at least an entire episode to get something through his head.
1: Yeah, he's like, I'm fine. He's like, I got over it. I did what I had to do. I'm fine. It's fine. And it's like, no, it's not fine. Um, but then, and then later he goes into Mr. Simpson's room. For some reason that I cannot remember. And then Emma comes in and she is feeling all of her emotions and she comes in crying and she's like, everybody's staring at me. I don't know what to do. And then she she sees Sean and she's like, oh, my God, Sean, and gives him like a death grip hug and is like, you saved my life. I never got to thank you. And Sean is like, oh, my God, uncomfortable. I can't do this.
0: Is it horrible that I'm, like, really annoyed by Emma in this moment? Because I feel like a bad person, but I'm like, there's just something really grating about her, like, in this one particular moment.
1: No, I felt that way, too, and then felt bad because I was like, she's going.
0: She almost got shot in the face. She's going through some stuff. But also, I haven't liked Emma all season. So I'm like, man, I just want to like Emma again.
1: Yeah, and then... We cut to outside, Jay and Alex are talking, and Alex wants to go to counseling, and Jay is like, um, no, I don't want to do that, that's stupid, and she's like, okay, well, I need to talk about it, because, reminder, she, like, kind of had something to do with possibly setting off the events, and she clearly feels very, very bad about it, and wants to at least talk about her feelings and jay is like okay well be careful about what you do say and you're like jay you're such a fucking dick
0: jay sucks fuck jay um but good for alex for like wanting to go talk about her feelings like this is just further evidence of how much better than jay alex is like she is just above and beyond him like maturity wise and she's like whatever i'm like you don't deserve him
1: you mean he doesn't deserve her I mean,
0: it can go negatively, right?
1: Um, Yeah. So then Sean and Ellie come outside and that dumb reporter is there again. And she's like, oh, like, please, everyone's talking about you. Like, I really should do a story for you if you don't want to talk to your counselor. Because I think she overhears Ellie and Sean talking about how Sean isn't trying. And she's like, swoops in and she's like, well, your parents talked to me. And then we see a video of Sean's mom with her dad kind of, with his dad kind of in the background talking to the reporters about what happened and then she starts crying and Sean is like pissed off and not having any of it because as we all know he has a complicated relationship with his parents and then the next thing we know Well, first, Emma approaches Jay and is like, where's Sean? And then he's like, oh, I don't know. And then cut to Sean throwing a fucking TV onto the ground (laughs) out of the news van. And it's great. And it's like, okay, now he's kind of, he's hit the anger phase of uh, the stages of grief before he was in denial very clearly. Now we're at anger and he... Like storms over to Jay, gets into his car, and he's like, we're leaving. Everyone, we're leaving. Emma, are you coming? We're leaving. And then they pull away, and Jay's like, where are we going? And he's like, Wasega beach
0: home. It was very dramatic. <laughs> I was, and also, I wrote, this is the weirdest A-team ever. <laughs> like, this is just a band of misfit toys. Um, I just don't know what to do with them. But him throwing that TV out of the station was so funny because Emma's like, is he talking to her? And then you see him throw the TV <laughs> out, and it's like, oh, OK, he's still Sean. That's fine. And I don't know. And Ellie, like when Sean invites Emma into the car, Ellie must be like it, Like if I was in Ellie's position, I'd be very freaked out by that because they have like epic love.
1: Yeah, but I think Ellie is very like not concerned about Emma the entire episode because later when we see Emma like talking to Sean on the beach after shit happens, Ellie's literally in the background just like smiling and like talking probably to Jay, I guess. And I think she understands that Sean and Emma went through this traumatic shooting thing. And I think she's also just confident in her relationship and isn't threatened by Emma, which is nice and refreshing.
0: It is nice and refreshing. She's better than I am in all the ways. Um, And then, yeah, and Emma talking to Jay for, like, that brief moment. I was like, things to come. I know. This is,
1: I think, kind of the uh, the episode where Emma and Jay hang out for the first time without, like, being angry at each other and hating each other. Because all their interactions up until now have been very negative and because he was like, the bad influence on Sean. And like kind of broke them up a little bit. And this is kind of the first time we see them being slightly chummy. Kind of by association. So it's kind of laying the groundwork for things to come.
0: Yep, that it is. <laughs> Which I am excited for <laughs> and delighted by. Also, she comments on noise pollution and i was like it's true that is noise pollution good call um so then jt is hanging out with danny both of whom they both suck i just whatever danny sucks jt sucks everybody sucks and toby comes over and he's like i got this video game Do you want to hang out and play it? And JT's like, I'm trying to cut back. And Danny just ignores him altogether because Danny is garbage. And so is JT. And he's like basically giving him shit because Toby was friends with Rick, which is bullshit because Toby wouldn't have befriended Rick if JT hadn't abandoned him for Danny for some reason. (laughs) Because like, why would Danny be like any, uh, like JT, JT, blows off toby for like people of higher status he blows off everyone for people of higher status he's kind of power hungry but danny is not of ha- higher status he's a year younger than them which is like in degrassi world like basically being dirt anyway <laughs> and he's like liberty's brother so it's not even like he has like an older sibling that gives him cool points so i don't get it I mean, they have like the same level of maturity, but other than that, I don't I don't understand. So, I don't know. Just fuck JT, man.
1: Yeah, they're being awful. I wrote down that they're being asshats because they are. And it's so stupid that they're shunning Toby for being friends with Rick when Toby had just lived through this like traumatic shoot, like he was there. When Rick was shot and when that whole, when like the climax of the whole thing happened and they're like, oh yeah, good job being friends with that psychopath, you stupid person. It's like, why are we punishing Toby for this? This is awful. He is a sad little potato in this episode and I feel very bad for him because he does not deserve this. Plus, I mean, he
0: was closer friends with Jimmy than either of them ever were. Like, in all aspects, between the stupid breakfast club thing and then also when Jimmy dated his sister for, like, a year or whatever. Like, I don't know. It's it's stupid. It's stupid.
1: So dumb. So, but then we cut to, like, the beach montage and the weird A-team has arrived in Wasega Beach and they go to the beach. or right. First, they pull up to Sean's parents' house, which is a trailer. And as they pull up, Jay, sensitive as ever, says, is it a lunchbox or a house? And he thinks it's very funny. And Sean is like, shut up. I was born here, you idiot, basically. And then Sean goes to the house and talks to his parents and basically lashes out at his mom. And he's like, oh, really? Why are you going on the news? Like, where were you when you basically kicked me out and was an alcoholic and, like, couldn't support me and blah 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 and he has all these like all these anger f- filled feelings toward his parents uh, because of everything that happened
0: i can't talk yeah he just has like a lot of leftover rage and like i feel for him um and she's just like you know i'm sorry blah blah, blah and then he's like bye and like bails on her um and then they go to the beach and Canadian beaches are weird or it's like the way this is filmed. Like the color is like confusing to me.
1: I feel like it was probably cloudy and they tried to color correct it. Mm. <laughs> um, But they bury like Ellie and Emma in the sand. And then as they're doing that, they see some dude on a sea dew, like pull up to the shore. And Jay is like, what are you looking at? I just see some dude. Cause Sean is staring at him and He's like, Oh, it's Tyler, something or other. And then Emma's like, That's the kid
0: you deafened. She says it so like matter of fact and upbeat, and it's hilarious to me. <laughs> um, also, why are they burying them fully clothed and why don't their clothes have sand on them anytime after this point? Like you would be getting sand out of your clothes until you die if someone like buried you up to your neck in the sand with all your clothes on.
1: I don't know. Fucking TV. Um, and then Jay and then Sean kind of explains what he's like half deafened because he got deaf in one ear and he explains how like he got in a fight with this kid and like he jumped Sean and like Sean got the better of him. Like he couldn't handle it. And then he ended up being deaf. And then Jay's like, and you got sent to Toronto to tracker and student welfare. And he looks like he's fine. Sounds like he owes you. And it's like, Jay. Sean literally and him in one ear. I feel like nobody owes anybody anything in this situation.
0: Also, Sean's life is fine. <laughs> like, if he had stayed here, he'd be living in a trailer with his shitty parents. And they wouldn't have had, like, time apart for them to realize that, like, they need to, like, be parents for him. Like, there's... Him leaving was good. And Tracker was a good brother, except for when he was, like... We're leaving for wherever we were going. Alberta. Um, Also, he was so pretty. I miss Tracker.
1: Oh, Tracker. Um, Gone but not forgotten.
0: Did we do a eulogy for him? Does he come back? I don't remember. I'm going to Google it. Um,
1: Anyway, then after this scene, we cut back to Degrassi. And Toby is in front of Jimmy's locker. And people have been leaving things there for him and manny comes over and she's like wow jimmy had a lot of friends and toby's like um none of these people even really knew him um and he kind of is venting to manny about things and he's like and now i have to go to like rick's memorial and i don't even like i have to i don't want to go there by myself and face his mom and manny's like well what about jt why won't he go with you and was like, Psh, please, JT, he is of no help. He is shunning me for being friends with Rick in the oh, first place.
0: Our house was the last episode.
1: Dang it, Dracker is gone forever, and we didn't do a eulogy for him. Maybe we can tack it on to this one, because there will be one in this episode.
0: Are we doing... Oh, well, I mean, Sean's coming back, though. We can't do one for Sean. He's coming back. But not for, like, two seasons. Okay, one and one season, maybe one and a half, and no, no, we're not doing one for Sean. He's coming back. He's okay. not disappearing forever. But we have to do one for Tracker.
1: Okay, we'll do one for Tracker, but at the end.
0: Um,
1: anyway, Manny is questioning why JT is not going with him. Toby's like, "Oh yeah, please." He's punishing me for being friends with him in the first place, and
0: um. But yeah, like, this is, I feel like Manny, like, ever since she realized that she was too good for JT, has been doing, like, she's, maybe even before this. Like, once Emma started becoming an asshole, Manny started becoming a nicer person. It's like they've, like, they're slowly, like, morphing into each other's, like, personalities almost, like Manny had her whole ego boost cuz she got hot and now she's like adjusted to her life and now Emma is like being shitty because she had this whole ego boost but so Manny is being really nice to Toby and I I just it just like warmed my heart cuz Toby needs a friend right now and he's really freaked out about going to Rick's thing and I'm glad that Manny went with him
1: yeah definitely Manny is such a good friend <laughs> just in general um So then we cut back to Wasega beach and Jay and Sean and company like go up to like the Sea-Doo stand or whatever. And the half deaf kid, Tyler, I think his name is Tyler. I'm going to call him that because I don't want to call him the half deaf guy the whole time. He's working the station and he is kind of an asshole. But as they, but when they come up to the station or like the booth or whatever, Jay is like oh how much for whatever and Tyler doesn't say anything and he does this insensitive like deaf impression and it's awful and I hated it and it was not very PC.
0: It's horrible. I was like I was like I wrote down, and I was like wow Tyler's kind of a dick. I was like oh but Jay started it by being <laughs> an even bigger dick like the biggest dick imaginable. He's he's terrible you guys. Um. So, yeah, it's it's a whole thing. But, yeah, I felt I just feel bad. And Ellie points it out shortly thereafter. You know, you know, Tyler really said a lot of stuff and there have been discrepancies like in between both of your stories, you know, because it is he like he kind of lays it all out. He's like saying that like Sean Sucker punched him And that, like, he used to steal his lunch money or something. And it sounds like... But, like, Tyler's story doesn't add up. Because it sounds like Tyler was a bully. But also that Sean sucker-punched him. So, I don't know.
1: It still sounds like this kid was, like, a rich asshole to Sean. Because Sean was probably from, like, the wrong side of the tracks. And maybe Sean finally, like punched him because he had had enough. I feel like, like, the truth lies somewhere in between both of their stories. But, Ellie, so, th- but then they decide to, like, rent a sea do or something. And um Sean in his wetsuit and Ellie are talking, and Ellie's like, things aren't adding up. And then Sean kind of lashes out. And he's like, I don't want to talk about things. Blah, blah, blah. um And he was like, when the gun went off, I felt something warm. I thought I'd pissed myself, but it turns out it was Rick's blood. And it's like, oh, Sean is not okay. He can't handle this. And then he, like, jumps onto the jet ski sea and has, like, an angry sea session and falls <laughs> off of it, which is very dramatic. But it looks like he just kind of, like, fell off. But everyone's like, oh, my God, Sean, what happened? And Tyler has to save him. And it's like, oh, my God, he almost drowned.
0: I mean, I've fallen off of a jet ski before. Like, unless it runs you over, you don't have a huge chance of, like, drowning. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe Sean can't swim. Um, Oh, I forgot that uh, Tyler, when he was talking to Sean about how Sean is apparently some sort of hero now. Um, he was like, I recognized your eyebrows in the photo <laughs> <laughs> and I just wrote iconic eyebrows. I <laughs> love it.
1: Also, the music playing during the angry two session was amazing. Very like 2005 ish, like red jumpsuit apparatus. I tried to Shazam it. Nothing worked. I don't know what it was, but it was great.
0: Yeah, it was it was of the time and very appropriate, and I just, like, was laughing. I was like, I can't take this seriously at all. It sounds like they're about to sing Face Down. What's going on? <laughs>
1: um, but then we're back at Degrassi, and Manny comes up to JT and Danny and is like, Hey, why are you being an asshole to Toby, basically? And she's like, you need to be there for him. He has always been there for you. And JT's like, and JT is like resisting is like, um, no, he was friends with that guy. Like blah, blah, blah. And Danny's like, Toby's always been a geek. And it's like, shut up, Danny. Nobody was actually talking to you. And then Manny is basically just like handing JT's ass to him and is telling him to like sack up be a good friend to Toby and he's like no I don't want to and then <laughs> basically, and then she says oh oh because he's she's like saying like you're abandoning him this is awful and he's like oh speaking of abandoning people and she's like oh JT now I remember why we broke up you just couldn't be the bigger man and then she walks away and everyone is laughing and is amazed and and Manny is the queen and Danny's like haha and JT's like don't say anything
0: Manny just dropped all the truth bombs and then like just delivered that sick burn and I was just <laughs> like Manny what has gotten into you you are my icon right now she was amazing and she, and she pointed out exactly what I said at the beginning of this which is Toby wouldn't have even befriended Rick if you hadn't abandoned him for this douchebag like, fuck, dude. JT is such an asshole.
1: He's awful. Um, but then we're back at the beach and Sean is like brooding after his sea meltdown. And Emma comes up to him and then they have a nice little talk. And Sean just like apologizes for the last year and for everything he put her through. And she's like, dude, don't even worry about it. And they have just like a nice little moment and some Sean music plays. And we're like, oh, yeah, this is this is why we ship them, because they're adorable.
0: They were having a very sweet moment together. And I was just like, oh, I wish I liked Emma more in this moment. Then I could (laughs) ship this harder. But instead, I was just like, Emma. But it's it's hard because I want to like Emma because I like Emma at her core. But I don't like how she's been acting all season. So it's make it's really like coloring my opinion of her and all of her scenes because she's being a real piece of shit. Um, but she's just experienced a trauma. So we're giving her the benefit of the doubt. Um, but yeah, so they have this like whole talk. And as Han said earlier, Ellie's just like sitting in the background. <laughs> but she's like very clearly in frame, which I was mm-hmm. like, was that a choice? I don't know.
1: And I feel like maybe it could have been to be like, see, look, Ellie's fine. Nothing's happening between Sean and Emma. Like, they're friends. It's fine. It's cool. They just experienced this, like, awful thing together. Um, But I don't know. But then Jay comes over and is like, are we ready to go? And Sean's like, well, we're making a pit stop first. And then they go back to his parents' house. And he talks to his parents again. And then he just breaks down on the porch to them like his dad has been kind of an asshole and is like oh are the cops coming soon and you're like okay can I see why you left and his mom is like what is happening like why did you come back and Sean is already like has like cry voice when he starts talking to her and he starts talking about how like, about what happened, and he's like, and then the gun went off, and I don't know what happened. Like, I think I killed him. I don't know what's happening, and he just breaks down in his mom's arms, and it's so sad, and it's like, Sean is actually, like, it's like, oh, yes, he is still a child. He just kind of inadvertently killed somebody. He just wants his mom, and this is very sad.
0: I teared up. It was was a very sad moment, and... It was exactly what Sean needed, because he he wasn't going to open up to Ellie that way. He wasn't going to open up to Emma that way. He definitely wasn't going to open up to Jay that way. So, I mean, going home, I think, was exactly what he needed. Um, So, as much as that reporter sucks, like, thanks to that reporter for making him show up to his mom's house. Although, now it's sad, because we find out soon that he's going to leave forever. But first... We are at Rick's funeral, which is I mean, I don't want to comment on a child's funeral. I feel uncomfortable about it. Even a fictional one who shot up a school. <laughs> um but I was just kind of surprised by the fact that there were people there because I feel like on TV shows, like if a person is that deeply unpopular, they would have like just had his mom sitting in the front, but instead they had like quite a few people which I mean in life how many people are going to show up to like a mass shooters funeral I don't know I don't know I feel maybe there are
1: people who are just mainly friends with his mom I don't know who or want to be there for her um but they arrive and Toby and Manny walk in and Toby immediately is like I don't think I can do this and Manny is like it's okay. We can leave if you want to. And they, like, kind of start to leave. and But then Rick's mom sees him, and she comes over, and she's like, Oh, my God, Toby, thank you so much for coming. And she's crying. She's distraught, understandably. And she, like, gives Toby a hug. Toby is very uncomfortable and, like, doesn't know what he's feeling. But then JT walks in, and Rick's mom is like, Oh, my God, did you know my son – And JT's like, I'm very sorry for your loss. It was awful what happened. And she's like, were you friends with him? And she's like, I'm very sorry for your loss. I'm sorry about what happened. He's like not really answering the question. But he showed up.
0: Yeah, I was very happy. He was very knight in shining armor. I was like, okay. It doesn't fully make up for his behavior in the episode. But like, still, this was pretty cool of him.
1: It was a nice first step to like mending that relationship with Toby and also again just love that Manny was there like from the beginning for Toby she went to this service with him when she like probably didn't even know Rick at all
0: Manny is a good friend um and then we're back in Wasega Beach and Sean comes back out and Ellie's like Ellie's talking to him and she's basically like you ready and he's like I staying
1: and she's like wait why but I love you and he's like I love you too but I really need to be here and then she's like okay when are you coming back though he's like I'm not coming back and Ellie is sad and crying Sean is sad and crying she does not want him to stay but she knows that she can't do anything about it he says goodbye to Jay and Jay's like okay see you later (laughs) basically and Then Jay, Ellie, and Emma all get in the car. Emma kind of, like, stares back as they're leaving, and Sean tearfully watches them go, and then it freeze frames on his sad little face, and it's the end, and he's staying with his parents, and I'm very upset.
0: Has a single tear, (laughs) just a single tear on his face as they leave. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that he made the right call for himself and I'm proud of him and Holland is sad, but we'll see him in like a season and a half, dude. It's fine.
1: (laughs) I know it is what he needs. He just experienced a very traumatic event, but goodbye for now, Sean. And you know what? Let's tack on goodbye tracker. I'm sorry we didn't say goodbye to you on your last episode, but goodbye tracker, like Chris Martin lookalike. Trey Atwood light, but like way better than Trey Atwood. I hope you're having a great time in Alberta with your lady friend.
0: Goodbye, Tracker. You were the hottest one on this show. You're the only one who's remotely age-appropriate for me. I already miss you. It's been like a season since you've been gone. But we do miss you very much. Um enjoy your oil drilling. Is that what he does? He does something with oil, I feel like. Who knows? Whatever. You and Wendy should have a very nice life together. I hope he calls Sean. I hope you call Sean. But we miss you. We miss you in your pretty face. Shouts out to that weird phase where you had, like, a beard and colored glasses and a bandana. And I was like, that's too many accessories. He just... And then he got hot again, fly, just in time to leave smile. us, and now I'm sad. Goodbye, Tracker.
1: And that's the of end of the ep. Um, I don't really have... Okay, Spirit Squad Captain. I think I might go with Manny, because she was a very good friend. She was there for Toby through the whole thing, no questions asked. And she kind of whipped JT into shape.
0: I was also going to go with Manny, so Manny all the way, um, and who's your ship of the episode?
1: I don't know. It wasn't a very, like, romantic episode. I might go with Ellie and Sean because they had a tearful goodbye, even though they still loved each other, and this is kind of the end of their relationship, actually, this is them basically breaking up because of geography and traumatic events, and it's sad, so I'm going to ship them, like, one last time. It's a good
0: ship. Um, I know who you're doing. I'm going to do Hazel and Jimmy. Oh, okay. Did I surprise you? I thought you were going to do Jay and Emma. <laughs> no, but I <laughs> should have. No, I'm going to do Hazel and Jimmy. I could have done Jay and Emma. Um. I do them like second place mostly as a joke, but I'm going to do Hazel and Jimmy because she's like, you know, she's in his corner and she's like rooting for him and she's worried and she's a mess. And I just, I just want to give her a hug. I'm just like, it's okay, Hazel. You kids can work it out. They can't. But like right now, let's say that they can. Yeah, I'm on board
1: with that too. Moral. Um, Everybody grieves and deals with trauma in their own way and on their own timeline, and there's no wrong way to do that.
0: Yeah, I think that's appropriate. And, you know, also just, like, let people feel the way they need to feel, but also, like, allow yourself to feel. I'm saying feel a lot, but you know what I mean. Um, And also don't scapegoat. Because what the fuck, JT?
1: Be there for your friends no matter what.
0: Damn right. Um, I have a YouTube comment. I think. Okay, so this is one that like didn't even get any like thumbs up or anything. It was oh because it was from three days ago. So this is a comment from three days ago from Elise Ridley, and she says, "Jay is thirty five. Why is he here?" (laughs) Which fair point. He does look too, like, unlike most of the
1: people on this show, he does look too old to be here. Um, but that was a great one. Uh, we also have an email to read um, from our resident straight guy, Sean Quigley. He emailed us about the making lists about women episode. So we're going to, like, bring it back before the shooting. Let's remember those times. And I'm going to read a very long but informative email from Sean. Okay. Good evening, ladies. Straight male correspondent Sean Quigley here, reporting live from the back of the class to be a representative and voice for the garbage people. Making lists of women and raking them in regards to hotness? Sorry, gals, this happens as well. But first, let us pause and shift focus on the females. Is this crime so much creepier than writing boys' names inside your textbooks or lockets? Perhaps alongside your name with a heart more sinister or vile than the ceremonial practice of creating origami folding contraptions or partaking in complicated jump rope rituals which pin ladies to someday <laughs> wed various boys in class? <laughs> Calling the QA over in Red Rover as the modest looking chaps sit there in dismay? I think not. So I say unto you, two sides of the same coin. Now for a personal anecdote. It was quite recently that I found myself at my mother's house cleaning out childhood drawers. There I found something I buried deep within my memory and with my other shameful exploits. A folded up piece of paper with the names of girls crudely scribbled all over it. Very few with check marks next to them. That's right. It was in fact a list of girls which I intended to hook up with, in quotes, in parentheses, interpret that however you please, on my sexual conquests. Keep in mind, I was a virgin all throughout high school, and things like this may very well be the reason why. I felt nostalgic as I looked back at the names of high school crushes and thought fondly of awkward, fumbling hookups with few names on the extensive list of a list out of my league, with the list of out of my league ladies, Corrine, Jessie, Bonnie, etc., in parentheses, names have not been changed to protect the innocent. I digress. The moral of the story is, as I looked at that list and thought wistfully about the leading ladies of my youth, I knew with new certainty that next to none of them were thinking about me or having years. So for so those who do the ranking do not end up well ranked in the end. Not sure how I bullshitted that together. It's just dumb boys putting girls on pedestals from afar because we're too damn petrified to actually make a move. We don't know how to show our affection, and we want validation for our attractions from our garbage people peers without transparently displaying how inadequate we feel to the fairer sex. At least that's my overview in retrospect of the male psyche. And trust me, I took not one but two psychology classes in college, so I know what I'm talking about. Sorry to break it to you, but in conclusion, somewhere out there in a perverted boy's childhood bedroom, folded up on a small piece of paper, most likely alongside a litany of Jessica's, Ashley's, and Liana's, are the names Kelsey and Holland. Sean Quigley here, signing off.
0: Sean's my favorite. <laughs> um, I went to school with so many Jessica's and Ashley's, but no Liana's. You would have to switch that for Britney's. I went to school with a thousand Britney's. Or Kristens, lots of Kristens at my school. Not that many Kristens, just like two. But like six hundred Britneys.
1: So many Ashleys, though. I was once on a soccer team with four Ashleys. It was crazy.
0: Too many Ashleys. Um. So thank you, Sean. That was delightful. <laughs> um, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh so yeah, noted. This is a real thing in the world that exists.
1: Yeah, it happens. And I also realized after we recorded that episode, I literally have posted a community BuzzFeed post ranking the boys of Degrassi. So we kind of all do it, although I don't know any of them personally. But thank you for the insight. It was very eye-opening and hilarious. But I think that is all the grapevine that we have for today today. But if you would like to reach out to us, you can tweet at us at Degrassi Pod. We're also on Tumblr, whateverittakespodcast.tumblr.com. You can email us, like Sean did, at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on SoundCloud, and we are on iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, we would be very happy. And if you leave us a review, we will make up a Degrassi-centric fan fiction with you and whomever you please. You can give us direction in the review or we can run wild. Whatever you want, we love making up these stories for you. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular.
0: And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at KelSucks with a Z at the end. And I am going to recommend this um, show that I've gotten really into, Uh, It's going to take me a hundred years to get through it because every episode is like an hour and 40 minutes and there's like 18 seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's called Midsummer Murders. Me and everyone else's mom watches it. Um, It's just, it's a mom show, but it's like, it's like quaint and English and about murder. And it's like if every one of those like trashy looking like murder mystery novels at the airport, like... Were set in a quaint English village and came to life and were delightful. Um, my only complaint right now is like it's set like in the nineties, I think. Um, so it's a little dated as far as like the one cop, the like he's not like the main guy, he's like the deputy or whatever they have in England. He's um he's like weirdly super homophobic. And it's alarming. And it, it doesn't happen all the time, but like like every couple of episodes it'll like pop up and you're just like, this feels wrong in my body and I hate it. <laughs> um, but if you can overlook that, the show's great and very fun. So Midsummer Murders, M. I. G S O M E R. Midsummer, like a like a location. Yeah, my mom loves that show.
1: I think I've probably seen it on in the background before, but I've never actually sat down to watch it. But I probably will at some point. It's on my long list of things I need to watch. I am going to recommend the show Black Mirror. Season 3 just came out on Netflix, so those are all on Netflix. It's a really good show kind of about how like where like the horrors that technology can lead us in the future. It's all hypothetical situations and it's a really great show. It's also a British show. At least the first two seasons are season three, I think has more American actors in it, which is cool. I've only watched the first two episodes, but I'm really enjoying it so far.
0: So that is what I'm going to recommend. Very cool. Yeah. My friends were telling me about that show on Saturday. And they're like, why aren't you watching it yet? Because apparently it's up my alley. But I'm like, eh. I I'm, I'm gonna watch something like three months after everyone tells me to. That's <laughs> kind of my whole deal. It took me a long time to watch Stranger Things, um, but that's all I've got. So I'm gonna sign off. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.